Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Democrat Joe Biden has been declared the winner of the bitter US election after securing over the required 270 electoral college votes. Yet Republican Donald Trump has disputed the win and his campaign is pursuing legal action across several states. Biden will look to set the US on a course for net zero emissions by 2050 and take the country back into the Paris Climate Agreement. But Republicans stand a good chance of retaining control of the Senate, limiting what the new president will be able to achieve. Biden has not said he will ban fracking, but he has pledged an end to the sale of new leases for oil and gas production on public lands and waters. Onshore, the impact is limited, although offshore it would be more significant. The permitting process for new oil and gas infrastructure is likely to also become slower and more burdensome under Biden. His election is also a boon for offshore wind, a sector whose development has slowed under the Trump administration. Meanwhile, US LNG exporter Next Decade and Francis Engie have ended talks on a potential supply contract, Engie told Natural Gas World last week. Reports had been circulating for some weeks that the contract was not welcomed by the French government, which put pressure on Engie to delay the deal over the environmental impact of US gas. The US government had been planning its own diplomatic push to ensure the deal went ahead, but with the election, priorities may have changed. The deal's collapse leaves a hole in next decade's plan to take an FID next year on its Rio Grande terminal in Texas. The company needs to secure offtake for an extra 9 million tonnes per year of LNG to take this step, adding to the 2 million tonne per year deal it already has in place. Sticking with LNG, lead US LNG exporter Chenier Energy last week reported sustaining a $463 million net loss for the third quarter versus a $318 million loss a year earlier. His results were affected by multiple factors, including COVID-19 mitigation measures and two major hurricanes in the US Gulf area. This led to a reduction in the number of LNG cargoes from its liquefaction terminals in Louisiana and Texas to 44 from 108 a year earlier. US LNG developer Tellurian also reported its results last week, trimming its losses, but still showing no sign of progress with offtake at its planned 27.6 million tonne per year driftwood LNG terminal in Louisiana. To date, only France's Total has agreed to purchase LNG from driftwood, some 2.5 million tonnes per year. Over in Europe, Germany's Uniper is considering converting a planned LNG terminal in Wilhelmhaven to import hydrogen after failing to attract enough binding bookings for its 10 million tonne per year capacity. This is just one option though, and the original LNG project could still go ahead, but on a smaller scale. Wilhelmhaven is one of three planned regasification terminals in Germany. The country, despite being Europe's biggest gas market, does not import any LNG directly, instead relying on pipe supply mostly from Russia and Norway. The most advanced of these projects underway is one led by Gasuni and other partners. The group aimed to finalize an LNG supply contract with Germany's RWE to underpin the project by year end. In neighboring Denmark, the restart of the country's largest gas field after a redevelopment program has been delayed by a year as a result of COVID-19 related disruptions. The total operated Tira field accounted for 90% of Danish gas output into its closure in September last year. It will not resume production until the second quarter of 2023, compared with an original target of July 2022. 
Tira's closure led to Denmark becoming a net importer of gas, but its restart will regain the country net exporter status, which it should retain until at least 2035. Meanwhile, two more companies have come out with net zero emissions targets. Equinor announced a 2050 target covering scope one, two and three emissions on the same day that Anders Opedal took over as the Norwegian company's new CEO. Despite the new commitment, though, Equinor says it is still targeting annual growth in oil and gas output of around 3% between 2019 and 2026, projecting that global hydrocarbon demand will only begin descending after 2030. Malaysia's Petronas, too, is aiming for net zero by 2050, but its target only covers scope one and scope two emissions. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next time.